I mean, I'm just hanging out and enjoying the song. Just enjoy the song a little bit, Dan. Let's yeah, just eat it, Illinois. <laughs> With four bad boys on you, Illinois. Who are you, Coffee Cokeburn? Go cry to the officials more. Oh, I'm getting touched in the lane. Eat it, Io DeSumo. Get out of here. Eat the double L's in your name and go back to Illinois. I would say champagne, but they ain't going to be popping any this year. What a game. What a game. Last night, Michigan State Spartans, fifth-ranked Illinois fighting Illini, national television, FS1. I'm happy for Ryan. Welcome in to another episode of Grass is Always Greener. I'm your host, Ryan Elke. What a game. What a game. Number five, Illinois. Holy. Oh, leave leave the swear words out. Maybe. Maybe. Let's just get right into it. Big game. Big win for MSU during Hell Week. Let's get into it. Ready? One, two. of Grass is Always Greener. Here's your host, Ryan Elke. Hell of a win. Michigan State, 81-72 over number five, Illinois. Never in doubt, but there was a lot of doubt going through our heads, but MSU came out, took control of that game, and never let Illinois really climb back in. Like, there was points where Illinois had chance for momentum swings, but we saw the offense doing enough to keep up with Illinois throughout the game. Um, kind of in the second half, you saw Illinois get two two quick baskets or free throws. Ugh. Um, but then Henry would have a basket. Like, Lankford would come down and get a basket. So it was nice to see... MSU's offense able to respond and keep that margin like at a good distance. They never got to a two-possession game into the second half because MSU's offense was just doing enough to keep Illinois out of it. And since the Duke game, and really the Duke game wasn't even a full complete game, this was a complete game start to finish where effort and production lasted the entire game. Didn't have four or five, you know, three plus minute scoring droughts like we've seen throughout the Big Ten season. Like the effort, like you could tell, like the switch flipped a little for some of these players. And Aaron Henry has been the constant all season. Josh Langford, probably one of his best games in his career, 13.6 rebounds and Aaron Henry after the game talking about just going damn can you just get me another one <laughs> like 
it was wonderful to see Josh Langford able to play like that and to have more rebounds than Kofi Cokeburn. I'm going to call him Cockburn, which Tom Izzo did. Love it. Uh, Rocket Watts, 13 points. Second time this season he scored double digits in a Big Ten game. The other one came in the first game against Rutgers. But this is what I think Tom Izzo was hoping for out of Rocket Watts. Not necessarily like, hey, we need 20 out of you. 13 points, 5 assists. And I don't know. Let me check real quick on his turnovers. I don't really know if he had one. He had one turnover. But he and Aaron Henry did the majority of the guarding on Io DeSumo. And we can't understate how great the defense was on him because he did not have a great game. Grant, he ends up with 17 points, but 6 of 18 shooting. And Michigan State made a their night's living hell out of DeSumo, Cokeburn, Really, the only person that had a good game was Frazier. He's the only one that played well and consistent. Again, as for Michigan State, Joey Hauser, after two awful turnovers in the first half, hell of a second half to respond. He had 13 total points, two big threes, sealed the game with free throws at the end. And from Watson Hauser... That's what we've been waiting on. Like, we've seen these bits out of Hauser throughout the year. It's just he's had a rough couple of weeks. Watts, we've seen him being able to score last year, beginning of this year. But once it kind of, like, eyes on him being the point guard, it's been a rough go. But we saw the lazy turnovers get cut out yesterday from Rocket Watts. And it just felt more natural. We like. At the end of the Indiana game, he seemed comfortable. The stat line wasn't phenomenal, wasn't good, but you could just tell the way he was playing, like he's starting to feel more comfortable. He's getting extra film sessions in with Langford. Langford's pulling him in. And I think that's also helped as Josh Langford has gotten more comfortable being back, like his conditioning, his playing. Like he's been more of a leader, taking pressure off of Aaron Henry, helping out the players, being more vocal in in the huddle. So I think that's what's also helped for Michigan State. Like, Grand Nebraska and Penn State playing those teams help as well. But just getting that comfortability back from Josh Lankford adds an extra leader to this team where it doesn't feel like Aaron Henry has to do it all himself. And so just a phenomenal game start to finish. And... MSU playing like the Michigan State basketball we've grown to love and see over the last 25, 30 years under Tom Izzo. Because what was back was physical play as well. I mean, let's let's get right to Mati Sissoko. While it was a flagrant two, while he should, should have been and was ejected, it was nice to see Sissoko just... Claiming the paint as his. Like we saw when, even before then, when he got called for a foul on Cokeburn. Cokeburn tried to do a little continuation. He swats down, catches a little bit of Cokeburn's head, but Cokeburn took offense to it. The FS1 color guy 
thought it was like an assault on the floor because he went for a swipe of the ball and touched Cokeburn on the head. But then later when DeSumo drives, loses the ball, he comes up and it was a Bill Lambeer bad boys type play. And I felt like, granted, it sucks that he got ejected, but it was nice to see kind of a tone set. Like, you're not coming in here. This game is over. It's not your day. So it's it was great to see more of a swagger and intensity intensity back on this team. And it was just it stunk at that point because Sissoko had like two fouls left to give because Marble had fouled out at that point. Kithier had fouled out at that point. It's like all right, we have to go Sissoko. We have to go Bingham. Bingham's at four fouls. So it was like, how's MSU going to finish this game? And well, since it got down later in the stretch, too, and Coke Byrne was 3 of 11 from free throws, he started having to come out. So that was Tom Izzo did a good thing and put Joey Hauser in. Like, hey, if they're going small, I can afford to put Hauser in. And Hauser's the one who sealed the game offensively. Him and Henry down the stretch. So just a phenomenal game. And then Gabe Brown, even though the stat, stat line doesn't say much you know 32 minutes five total points monster dunk at the end of the game something Izzo said after the game in the post game like hey like you know gave you know only had a few points but like being at like six seven that length will disturb people so like he had an impact on the game even though the stats don't really say it so I think that's where we see the benefits of Gabe Brown in this starting lineup and then playing small. It's like, while the physicality may not all be there at times, the length is still there. Like I think sometimes we forget how tall some of these guys really are. So just a phenomenal game. 2-0 and in Hell Week. Start off with a nice win on the road against Indiana. Nice little comeback. Went on the road. Then you take number five off at home. Illinois fans crying. Brad Underwood visibly upset with the refs. Kofi Cokeburn crying to the refs. Like, those are the games I love. It's like, you know, people say, well, MSU got away with fouls. MSU's played dirty. MSU's that. Not like Illinois wasn't rewarded for it. They had 37 free throw attempts. You shot 50, what, 60%? Under 60% from the free throw line? Like, you can't have that happen and expect to win. The refs called the game for 34 free throw attempts. Excuse me, 19 of 34, 56%. Sink your free throws. You're in the game. Like, you're not going to make... I mean, hell, if you made all nine, boom. Cover up that point differential. Still, if you want to cry about free throws, Illinois, how about we talk about that stretch from the 10-minute mark in the second half to the 7-minute mark where it seemed like you got seven possessions on offense that were all free throws. 
or we can go back to when Sissoko did get ejected on the flagrant two. DeSumo gets two free throws, misses both. You get the ball, then DeSumo gets fouled again, I believe it was by Gabe Brown, misses those free throws. To me, that was the point where I knew the game was done. Because we were all sweating it out, like, okay, it's 10 points, like, Illinois can still be in this. When that momentum didn't swing that way from the flagrant two, you knew it was over. So don't don't come crying at me when like you were given the chance to take over that game, Illinois, and you didn't. MSU outplayed you. They outhustled you. They just they just played better than you. I mean, and honestly, I like Illinois' team. I like Ayodesumu. I like Kofi Cokeburn. I like Brad Underwood. Like, to me, they're fine. The only player I dislike is that Georgie kid, the one who got stuffed by the rim and traveled. That's got to be one for the record books. That guy's awful in every single game he plays against MSU, and he's the biggest talker. Get out of here. Who are you who have the right to talk? You've lost five of six. Five of the last six versus MSU, and you want to come in and keep talking? Like, oh, they don't want any of this. They don't talk and Coburn up. Like, you know, they don't they don't want any of your smoke. Like, bro, we can handle it. We did handle it. Try not losing on the road as seven-point favorites. To a team that's been struggling all year. Like, MSU came in and dominated you. In a year where we've questioned the big men. We've questioned the effort of this team. And you come in needing this win for a Big Ten title and you put up that kind of performance? Don't Illinois fans, don't come at me with any of this. You pissed away your season last night. Because you also just showed, once again, oh, this is how you defeat him. Cokeburn's not going to pass out of the post. As long as you have a good ball defender on the outside, what are they going to do? And hell, Michigan State's big man can't even really compete with Cokeburn. We know he's like seven foot, 300 pounds. Bingham's 6'11", but he's a buck 80. Marvel's like 6'9". Kithier's 6'9". We don't have the size to compete with that yet. Still shut him down. I'm fired up. This is just a great win all around. 2-0 in Hell Week. Ohio State Thursday. Maryland Sunday. Granted, Hell Week is just because of the reschedules. Now it's expanded the two-week Hell Week. But if there's a team that can handle quick turnarounds, keep the momentum going, it's a Tom Izzo team. Granted, I'm not saying they're going to go off and win every game, but having a win like this gives me a lot more confidence going into these last few games. Not saying they're going to come and beat Ohio State, it's like, okay, Maryland and Indiana, I feel a lot better about those games. A game against 
hopefully steal a game against Michigan. Now, the tide seems to be turning for us fans. Grant, hope is a dangerous thing. It's like fools have hope. But I think the way Michigan State played, they didn't luck into this win. They didn't. It wasn't like a player was out and they took advantage of that. They just came out. They played better. They competed better. And as Tom Izzo said in postgame, they were connected. And it's the first time that they've been connected all year. Like Graham Couch tried to ask a question like, hey, uh, for the first time it feels like you guys are connected. Izzo says, I don't care what the rest of your question is. That's the word that we've been talking about. That's the word Josh Langford was saying in the huddles during the game. That's the word I've been trying to champion through this team in the last week is to be connected. It also helps, too, when you finally find a rotation of guys that work together where you can leave them on the court with Watts, Brown, Langford, Henry, and Marble, or even insert center, Marble, Bingham, Kithier for limited stretches. Kithier's fine if he's playing three or four minutes at a time. It's not fine when he has to play five, six, seven minutes. Even Hogard was decent last night. Oh, love it. Just, I'm all in again. I'm all back in. But granted, I had a bet on, I put a bet in a week ago for MSU to win the Big Ten tournament. Uh, the odds were like plus 5,500. So I put like $4 and change down to like even out my, you know, my bet pool, like, at a dividend of five. And so last night, like, before the game, like, the cash-out option was, like, $2 and change. After the win, the cash-out option was over what I put in. So I was just like, screw it, I'll, t- I'll take the win right now because, hey, I'll take it. Hey, I'll put another bet down on MSU to win the Big Ten tournament at a later date. But now... Hell Week continues going into Thursday night against Ohio State. 9 p.m. on ESPN. Later start. Michigan and I was the early game. Understandable. So, I get being a later game. Big Ten Network has some games on earlier. But uh, last time was January 31st when they played each other. 79-62 win for Ohio State. Ohio State pretty much in control of the entire game. But that was when Aaron Henry had his off game. Gabe Brown was out. Foster Lawyer was still playing heavy minutes. We don't know if Lawyer will be available for this game. It seems like he's going to just be out this whole week is what Tom Izzo has kind of alluded to, which honestly I'm kind of fine with because Lawyer's one of those guys I feel like he's a little too loyal to. Where it's like Foster shouldn't be playing 20 minutes a game. He should be playing like 10, 10 to 12. So it'll be interesting to see. Because Ohio State's been off ever since their game Sunday versus Michigan. And that kind of heartbreaking loss. So they've had a few days to do on it. A few days to rest up. 
and we'll see kind of the status of Aaron Henry and Josh Langford too because they've played heavy minutes the last two games. Aaron Henry's gone the full 40, both in Indiana and against Illinois. So that's a lot of minutes locking up in where you don't really have big days off, like long stretch days off. Right, they're really not going to be practicing today. They'll probably do walkthroughs, do a lot of film because it is a quick turnaround. But that'll catch up eventually. Josh Langford might catch up eventually playing 35-plus minutes twice in three three or four days. Rocket Watts, like as I said last night, like Watts was a little tired at the end of the game. You could tell. Getting heavier minutes, playing over 30 minutes the last two games. So maybe a letdown this Thursday. But if that competitive competitive effort's still there, I like MSU's chances to still be in this game. Because Liddell is a special player, but he's not Kofi Coburn's size. He's Travion Williams' size. Grant, Michigan State has trouble with guys like that, but it's a manageable size. Shut down the three-point line. Don't let Washington get on a hot streak. Grant, he didn't in the last game. It was Suing and Liddell that had great games. But. <sighs> Believing again. I'm all the way back in. I know you are. That's an ep- another episode of Grass Always Greener. <laughs> I completely skipped over the intro because I'm just so excited. I'm your host, Ryan Elkey. Find me on Twitter at Ryan E-L underscore key. Find the podcast, Always Green MSU. You can download, subscribe on Google, Apple, and Spotify and podcast.com. And if you ever have a question, shoot me an email at uh, grassisalwaysgreenermsu at gmail.com. Once again, thank you for listening. Like, subscribe, share, tell your friends. Uh, we'll be back. I'll be talking to you probably Friday. Friday, yeah. Another episode will drop some point on Friday after the Ohio State game. We'll have a day to breathe and talk about everything. So, as always, go green. Ready, one, two. another episode of grass is always greener make sure you subscribe apple google or spotify why not all three